Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome into another edition of Mondays with Matt. New edition, new year. We are into 2023 here, and we're going to talk about a 10-point checklist for retirement preparedness here in the new year. So, Matt, welcome in, my friend. Welcome to the podcast once again. How are you? I'm doing good, Mark. How are you today? Doing very well. Hope you had a good holiday and a good new year, as well as our listeners as well. So, Yeah, yep. It was a little bit different for me this year with the new year and the and Christmas. My son is gone, as as we've probably talked about before, but he is away at Marine Boot Camp training. That's so, right. Yep, yep. He's in uh, Paris Island, South Carolina. A little, little and, different um, when they, when you don't have one of them home. Ours is That's the way ours has been for a couple of years, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's a lot different. And, uh, of course, my first time with this little taste of uh, having, having your oldest child gone out of the house. So, yeah, there's some different emotions and uh, kind of a, the... I guess the saddest part about that was actually getting the letter of, you know, post Christmas and him saying how it was really hard on him, you know, not being home for, sure. for the holidays. Yep. So Growing up, when man. you read that and yep. you think about, you know, being gone for, you know, three months, it's, it's, you know, when that's your kind of your big thing, it's the first time I remember being gone from home that long and yeah, uh, yeah it, it, it tears at you. So yeah, well, growing, but, up's um, never, growing up's never easy, right? But it, we, <laughs> all, right. we all got to do we it. We all got to do it. And one of the ways to grow up is to oh, listen to your financial advisor when she tells you, don't buy that. Don't That's be right. stupid. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Well, we, we've got a lot of stuff to cover, so let's uh, let's dive in. So again, I hope everybody had a great holiday. And yeah. uh, we've got 10-point checklist here to run through uh, for 2023. So it's a good time to look at some of these things. So let's get started. Do you know, first question, do you know, folks, how much you actually need in income every month for your retirement? Uh, retirement. That's a great question for being prepared because how can you have a retirement strategy if you don't have an, any idea how much money you spend each month and how much money you need, right? Yeah, this is fun to address with people because a lot of people just don't think. They don't think about this. And and when we're talking about these 10-point checklists for retirement preparedness, um, we really, this is one of the biggest things that we we need to find out is we work yeah. all our lives and we kind of go off and we kind of have an idea, yeah, someday I want to retire. But this is one of the first things to think about. Um, how much income does it take to replace your working income? And it's really so, the true income number too, Matt, because often people wind up going, well, the house is this, the car payment's that, the electric bill is this. And they kind of throw those big ticket items there. They go, well, that's what we need. But when you really got dive in, you spend a whole, you nickel and dime a lot more than you realize. Everyone does. Yep. Yes, you do. Yep. And what, what we found out, I think, with this recent pandemic is people will uh, save or spend depending on how good life is. And if they got the money in the bank, you know, we tend to not pay attention to those additional expenses until <laughs> right. it's starting to hurt. How, how so often does gotta, Amazon show up to your door, right? <laughs> oh gosh, don't even bring that up. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so the 10-point checklist number, the first point is exactly that. How much income do we need every month? You should be doing, um, if you want to take a proper inventory, do a monthly, we call it a budget, or you might, you know, I like the term cash flow. Basically, how much does it take month in and month out um, to live? So you got fixed expenses, those expenses which you have to pay, it's like rent or your mortgage or you're going to have no home or your utility bill, um, food, you know, so you're going to outline all these major expenses and that are fixed that these, this money has got to be here month in month out for me to, 
survive. And then you got flexible expenses. How much are we spending on going out to eat or how much are we spending on uh, clothing or, you know, the additional trips, uh, things like that. So it all starts with cash flow, And that's your number one mistake is um, not being prepared because you haven't done an accurate cash flow analysis. Okay. All right. Number one. Number two, uh, do you know which accounts to withdraw from first? So when you get into retirement, this is another good question for folks to think about because we have a collection of stuff. We have these different accounts. And if you don't have a plan or a strategy, you're left wondering, well, do I pull from this account or that account? Like, where do I go? Right? Absolutely. This is something that you really have to pay attention to um, because the amount that you need to retire could be very dependent on which accounts do I pull from first? So as we work with a lot of younger people, we're talking more about using a tax-free retirement strategy. Uh, people that have had time to um, save in tax-free vehicles versus taxable vehicles. So if I need to draw money out, let's say I want to retire early. I'm taking Social Security at 62, um, but I need to make payments uh, for health insurance until I reach 65. You know, um, do I want to take money out of my my um, non-qualified account? It's just like money in the bank or your brokerage account. Or do I want to take money out of an IRA? You know, you got to look at the tax, that taxation of your income, how it's going to affect your tax brackets. And so knowing which account to withdraw from first, when you're developing this plan, this strategy, you should be talking to your advisor about this because this is going to play a huge part is how much we have to withdraw and how, how quickly. Yep. And so we got to be careful because if I'm, if I'm withdrawing uh, money out of my IRA, but I have to withdraw 20% more to, to cover the income tax, you might need 20% more for retirement. And then also you got to think about things like we're experiencing now, high, high periods of inflation. Yep. A lot of people don't plan for that. We assume a lower inflation rate, and that's not always going to be the case. Yeah, that's on our list as well. We'll get to that one here again shortly. So the third one is, well, when's the ideal time to take Social Security? And thinking about this too, folks, these don't all just live in a vacuum by themselves, right? So how much income you need, well, that's going to affect, you know, that's one portion. And then where you pull the money from is another portion. And do you pull it from this account versus Social Security and so on and so forth? So, you know, third on the list is when is the ideal time to turn that on and how is it going to affect everything else? Absolutely. And, and again, Mark, this is a case by case scenario. Um, there is no uh, particular right answer for for everybody. Um, right. Yeah. You're, you're going to be different than I'm going to be and, and I'm going to be it, different than my brother and so on and so forth. Absolutely. You know, you got that person that's worked for the company or the government all those years and they actually have a defined benefit or a pension plan and some, they may not need social security at all, but um, their money starts paying out. They can do defer that social security and let it grow. Um, if you want to retire and uh, you, you got to look at the estimated benefits, you got to look at your age and how you feel about working versus you know, being retired. Yep. But is there an ideal time? It really takes an analysis. As Mark mentioned, you got to figure out if we got taxable accounts or not, and how much income do I need to draw? I might want to defer my social security to age 70. And so I'm drawing money off my investments until then. And then, you know, that might be supplementing a, a large portion of your retirement income. It just it just depends on that number one question we talked about. How much income do we need? Right. Yeah. It goes back to that one. Yeah. So is there an ideal time generically? No. Is there an ideal time for you individually? Yes. But you got to figure that out, right? Because everybody's different situation is different. And that's where, again, a good qualified professional like Matt comes into play. Uh, number four, so we can keep these moving here. Have you addressed longevity 
uh, in your overall strategy. Now, not like not legacy. I didn't say legacy. I said longevity because it's the great risk multiplier. The longer you live, the more you need of everything else, right? That's true. Yep. Uh, longevity risk. Um, we can we can kind of estimate that a little bit within a window. Yeah, you can stress test that, right? Right. Right. And so when we look at this versus your portfolio and how long is the money going to last, your longevity is unknown. Let's just face the facts. If you could point me to a specific day you're going to collapse and die, can I can tell you how much money you can have. Right. Exactly. If we came with like a milk month. date stamp, right, like like, like a milk carton has, uh, it'd <laughs> be a lot. On. Yeah, it'd be super easy <laughs> to figure out the perfect plan for everybody, but that doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And so that's one of the things is not outliving your money. Now, if you're married, you may also want to have some life insurance program in place to compensate for the loss of income. So when one of the two of you, let's assume you're both taking Social Security and you're married, now one of you is, is going to expire first, statistically. Um, we want to make sure that income is replaced and provided. So yeah. longevity, that other, you know, if it was like my grandmother, my grandpa died at 65, and my grandmother lived till 93. So if you're not setting yourself up and your spouse up, we got to sit down and you got to address this. Yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So, you know, we're into a new year. This is, we're on the checklist here. So number five is market volatility. Uh, if you think it's going to be, it's a new year and it's not going to be like last year was, well, you might be fooling yourself. Many of the talking heads and the predictors out there say that we're probably in for at least a similarly choppy ride, at least if nothing else, for several months of the new year, which would kind of make sense. It just doesn't immediately change with the new year. Hopefully, we'll have a better total market outcome at the end of the, the calendar year for 23, but we won't know that yet. So you got to be prepared for volatility. That's right, Mark. And uh, to counter your prior statement, it did it, it did change immediately last year. Well, that is true. We rounded it, January. It almost like did, didn't it? Yeah. Fourth or fifth. Yeah, the market started losing. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that was, was kind of funny. The timing on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but but I'm just I'm just playing with you here. But oh no, yeah, you're right gotta, though. It was funny though. We got we got to handle market volatility, you know. And when we're investing, you know, we go through this euphoria when the stock market is hot, and right, people right. seem to. Uh, take on additional risks that they're not prepared for. You know, when the market's gone up three and four years and five years in a row, people get overly confident. And we have this thing called recency bias that we tend to ignore volatility or risk because things have been so good for so long. But all of a sudden, it takes a year like 2022, and um, we come around the corner, and now the market's down 20%. This can really affect things like if you have to take distributions from your portfolio to live on, we don't want to necessarily be taken out of the market while the market's down or it increases our chance or probability of running out of money. So to do a, if you are taking or going to need income, definitely have that conversation with us. We want to run a scenario to make sure that we have a bucket of money that's not going to be impacted by volatility so that you can go on and, and have that income and have the peace of mind that goes with it. Yeah. So that well, just, you can retire com comfortably. Yeah. Just like anything, like any, any, you want to be able to retire in any kind of environment economically, right? Because you never know once what's coming around the corner. So whether it's market volatility or, or taxation or whatever, and we're going to address those as well, uh, you want to have that strategy that helps you kind of weather any storm. Uh, you mentioned inflation earlier. That is number six on the checklist. Do you have a plan to combat inflation? It's come down a little bit, but let's be honest, even at 7% that they're listing right now, it's still higher than we've been used to for a while. And 7% is kind of a generic number if you're really being honest, right? There's so many things that are still super high. It's a lot more than 7%. So it's all kind of factored in different ways. But do you have a plan for it? That's exactly right, Mark. 
you can give a general inflation rate, but I, I find that people have a personal inflation rate. So if my uh, if I'm somebody who tends to be on a long term prescription and need that, if my prescription increases in cost and my insurance doesn't fully cover that, I might be on a twenty percent inflationary scale. Or let's say I use certain goods and services that somebody else doesn't necessarily use, and you know the price doubles on, yeah. on what I'm using. So inflation is a a little bit of a misguided thing, and it's one of those. One of those things that's a little bit more difficult when we talk about planning because well, and Matt, uh, we should plan for inflation regardless, though, right? Like I know we've been living with some tough inflation for the last six, eight, nine months. However, yep. inflation's always going to be there, even normal inflation. So you still got to combat it. You do, and so you have to have a plan in place to make sure that if I if I'm planning on inflation at four percent, you know, I have a a plan to grow my investments by more than four percent. It's just a matter of how do I structure that. What does that look like for me individually? And um, we want to make sure that we have a plan because if you don't plan to combat this somehow, you're automatically going to lose with the increase in prices over time. Yeah. If you've heard the saying, probably procrastination is the thief of tomorrow, right? Because you don't get anything done. And so inflation really is the thief of tomorrow as well, right? So think about it that way. It is. It surely is. Yep. Okay. Number seven on the list, future tax increases. Hey, if nothing else, Matt, uh, if the government does nothing over the next three years, uh, the tax rates are going up. They're going back to where they were prior to 2017 in 2026 if they do nothing. So one way or another, tax increases are coming. Yeah, this is one of those things that has been around for decades, and it's been a constant, I would say, a problem. Taxes are one of those things that we all... What's for sure in life? Death, yeah, death and taxes. taxes yeah. yeah, and it's uh, one of those things that we, you just, it, they're a pain in the butt to deal with sometimes. Um, but if you address them appropriately, um, you can really reduce or possibly eliminate taxes when it comes to yeah. retirement and, and taxes like on, you, you get taxed on your social security if you make too much money. So how you structure your income and the types of investment vehicles you use actually can can improve your situation, but you have to prepare for the possibility of taking income. I mean, a lot of us have, let's look at the fact you got a 401k plan and a lot of you have a 401k with, you know, the high six figures, maybe a million plus in it. Right. And we have to take required distributions eventually from these plans. And the government's not, you know, they, they're encouraging us to take that money out and pay taxes because, that's going to affect everything else in your retirement and including your social security and the taxation on that. So um, we got to prepare. That's one of the things that we're automatically doing when we construct a plan for you about your income for retirement. Number one, it, it, we, we address the vehicles that we're going to save in, but then we have to prepare for increases in taxes, which reduce your standard of living or what your net money is, your take home. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a plan for it for tax increases. The way, the rate we're spending money, I mean, we know it's coming, right? So uh, just go ahead and get you know out in front of that and be as efficient as possible, especially right now while we know what the tax rates are. If they do nothing, like I said, for the next three years, um, we're, we're still in those historically low tax rates. So maybe take advantage of some of that now uh, from a planning standpoint versus what we might be looking like in you know, another five or 10 years. Number eight, do you have a plan to address address healthcare costs? We talked about inflation a minute ago. Even in normal times, Matt, healthcare has been outpacing regular inflation, right? So healthcare is going to stay high, most likely. Yes. And for retirement preparedness, 
this is going to be one of your largest expenses, it, it, provided that you have a, a, a relatively decent a longevity in life. And so healthcare costs um, are increasingly higher. It is unbelievable. Uh, just go and stay in a hospital for a couple of days and you'll figure out that my bill is going to be in the tens of thousands. And then if you have to have a surgery or something like that, I mean, it can really wreak havoc on your, your planning. So you got to make sure you got the right proper amounts of coverages um, and that you have supplementals for, you know, um, your, your drug or prescription costs. And you want to make sure that we really take into account what our healthcare is costing us. Uh, This, some of this, some of these, you know, costs can come out of left field too, if we're not planning for an illness, you know, and where I see people really having, you know, you've got long-term care built into this, right? So is there a possibility that one of us is going to need long-term care or a memory care? Something like that can really make a huge dent in your nest egg if you're not prepared, if you don't have insurance against something like that. So we really want to take a lot of time and plan for this healthcare cost because when we develop this plan, I mean, we all plan for the great retirement where we're walking down the beach, but if you can't get out of your chair um, because of an illness or an injury, you, you may need a larger nest egg just to get care in your home to help you out. So definitely we have to plan and factor in healthcare costs in our planning. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And then number nine on the list, Matt, legacy. Do you have one nailed down, a legacy plan nailed down? Everybody's different. Your legacy plan could be short and sweet because you don't plan to leave them much, but it could be very complicated <laughs> as well, right? So do you have, have you addressed that? Again, as part of that checklist for the new year, make sure you're talking about it. Absolutely. A legacy plan, you know, number one, a lot of people might be confused by that terminology, but as part of your estate plan, a legacy to me is leaving behind not only finances, but also an idea or direction for my for my children, for my grandchildren. Um, how do we want them to know that we lived? Um, a lot of people spend a good deal of time planning for their for themselves, but um, I just had a great thing happened last week. I had some clients that brought their children in just to to meet me. And they would ask me to explain to their kids, you know, a little bit about what they're going to be inheriting someday. They're not they're not sick or ill right now. But um, we talked about legacy. We talked about not only the investments, but what does it mean? And how how did mom and dad do? And, you know, I was able to tell them they did a great job. And dad's pretty smart, despite (laughs) being goofy around the house. You know, um, your legacy is important and it's what you want people to remember you for. Yeah. And um, it also should include, I think, uh, for me anyways, it does include um, some charity, some some charitable giving. I like to think about myself as being generous. Um, we all have challenges with that, I'm sure. But um, I think that it's super important to um, to give because I think giving is one of the things that allows us to share. Um, love is my true purpose for money. And so uh, when I love I want to I want to give and I want to give to different organizations. I want to give to those people in need. And that's just something that's that's my heart. So if you have legacy things in your heart that you want to pass on to the family, maybe it's not so easy to talk about. Give us a call. We'd be happy to share some of those things or collaboratively with you. Sit down with your family and say, hey, this is part of the plan. You should really consider this. And part of what we want to do, I, I always think it's a good idea. Write it down. Write it in your will and your trust, or in addition to your will or trust, leave letters to your family. Let them know what's important to you. 
and what you want to be remembered for. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. And the final one, number 10, Matt, is just, are you taking any action? Like I'm, I'm changing this one a little bit because I think this is an important way to finish off. All right. So there's the checklist. Now, what are you going to do with it? Are you just, are you going to go through the checklist and then not take any action or are you going to actually implement it? Right. So don't do like a, a lose weight resolution, get your retirement preparedness underway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that 10th point is you can plan plan for the whole world, but if you don't take action on that plan, it's it's worthless. Yeah, the, if you don't the planning portion it, yeah. is no good if you don't implement yep. the things that you've planned. And I've I've said that for 20 years that with people, if you know, we can we can do a great financial plan for you. I can give you three or four hundred pages and boggle your mind. But really you need <laughs> really you need about 10 points. And that's you know, a lot of those are what we talked about today. Yep. And you just need an action plan. So I like to make bullet point lists. It helps me get a lot accomplished in a in a quick amount of time. But definitely, as Mark said, take action because we can talk to her blue in the face about all of these issues. But if you haven't put together your plan yet, give us a call. Definitely visit our website, book, book online. Um, but we need to sit down face to face. We need to have a, a chance to discuss your plan. And it all starts with that number one, um, that income or cash flow. And we go from there. So it, planning is a process. It's not something you're going to achieve everything overnight. Uh, and you need to realize that. Um, proper planning prevents poor performance, as Brian Tracy used to say. And uh, if you can plan your life in such a fashion where you're, it's not embarrassing, if when you die, you know, for your family, we don't have to do a GoFundMe because you didn't plan anything. Um, that's a really a nice, strong position to be in. So we want you to have that kind of uh, that kind of uh, integrity when you're planning your life, so that we're, we're not a burden on other people. Let's do it right. Call us today, and we'll get you squared away. Absolutely. So, yeah, as Matt said, stop by the website, greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. That's greatlakesretirementsolutions.com. There is a book an appointment uh, section there. You can click on that to book some time if you'd like. You can also click on the blog and podcast section as well, so you can subscribe to the show and catch future episodes as well as uh, prior episodes, all that good stuff. So, again, stop by the website, get started, put this checklist into practice today, at uh, GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Matt, thanks for hanging out. As always, it's fun talking with you here on Mondays with Matt. It's good talking with you too, Mark. And thanks everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. And we hope you make 2023 the year that you take action, get your plan going, and uh, make yourself uh, that much more secure for the future. There you go. And we'll see you next time right here on Mondays with Matt with Matt Starkey. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.